This is the Oklahoma Talking Company. Welcome to Activate Your Strengths with Rhonda Boyle. StrengthsFinder 2.0 is an analytical assessment created by Gallup Corporation, and many people today are using it to change their lives, improve their relationships, and enhance their work experience. This is the podcast where we explore using your natural talents and gifts in your personal and professional development. And now, here's your host, Rhonda Boyle. Hey there, everybody. This is Rhonda Boyle with the Activate Your Strength Show. And Jason Baffrey is here on the controls. Jason, I have an amazing guest in the studio today. I can't wait for you to hear him. I'm looking forward to it. Yeah, yeah. So let me tell you about our guest today. He is the owner of Marketing 2.0. He was born and raised right here in Oklahoma. He is married to a lovely lady, Miss Shannon, and they have four kids, including three-year-old twins. And he is a very busy guy, and he's also very self-aware when it comes to StrengthsFinder. And welcome to the studio, Mr. Rob Stone. Hey, thanks for having me. Yeah, excited to have you here today. So tell us, we like to always start with the top five talent themes that you're dominant in. So tell us what those are. Sure. Number one is the maximizer. Yeah. Number two is the relator. Yes, sir. Three is analytical. Mm-hmm. Four, communication. And five is the achiever. Achiever. So tell us, when you first took the test, you're, you know, you, you take the test, it's 177 questions, and then up pops these five talent themes that tell you basically who you are. So what was your very first thought when you saw those? Well, it was, uh, some of it was very, okay, yeah, I knew this. And uh, one of them just really caught me off guard. Yeah. Uh, I came to your free workshop as a recommendation from a friend. Yeah. And I wasn't sure what to think. And uh, you had begun to describe each one. And mm-hmm. so as you described them, I had not taken the assessment yet. I said, yep, that's me. Yep, that's me. And so four of the five, I, I pegged them perfectly. I knew that that was it. But my number one really threw me Number for a loop. one maximizer you didn't I missed even it. recognize. I missed the maximizer. So when I saw it, I was a little upset at first thinking, oh, not this. And then I began <laughs> to, to read more into it. And uh, I went, oh, this. And the light bulb came on. Mm-hmm. I realized that my whole life, it was something that I'd only used the maximizer internally, but I never used it as an influencing piece, mm-hmm. uh, which it is. And since then, I began to realize how to leverage that and really begin to use the maximizer, not only for my own benefit, but to help others. Sure. Now, it's funny that you say that, that you were not aware that you had maximizer. And really, often we are blind to our own talents. In fact, when you went through the workshop, you could identify, you know, when I told you that you described relator or described analytical, but when you're actually operating in them in the moment, you don't even notice. You're blind to them. Right. Well, and I had seen the bad side of the maximizer and mm. that when I did try to push the maximizer in certain situations, mm-hmm. when you're not aware, sometimes it can come across the wrong way. And so each one does have 
a little disclaimer that needs to be attached. That, you know, these <laughs> these could be the problems associated with this strength if you're not using it appropriately. Well, and, I'm and that glad, was my issue. Yeah, I'm glad you brought that up because a lot of people think that their weaknesses are their lesser talents. You know, the the Gallup test comes up with 34 talent themes. You're dominant in your top five, and they think that. The bottom ones are where their weaknesses are. And those are really just lesser talents that you don't even use. Right. It's your top talents that are actually your weaknesses. Oh, yeah. They can be your biggest ally and they can be your biggest enemy. Yes. And so speaking of Maximizer, as you are well aware, and sure. I am too because Maximizer is my number three, uh, Maximizers can alienate people. Well, not just alienate, but we expect very, very mm-hmm. high results. And so uh, a good example of using it wrong is I'd come home uh, from work and I would ask my wife, you know, is there a load of laundry going? You know, is, uh, you know, while you're uh, doing that cooking there, you know, you're cooking some sauce, you should be having the noodles going at the same time and got the dishes going. I have really high expectations for how she would take care of the house. And, uh, for me, it just seemed like a natural thought process. Right. And for her, she is wired very different. So and you I didn't dared to maximize your oh, yeah. wife when I, you got off? I maximized okay, my Rob, wife. we need and, to talk later. <laughs> well, and I, that's where understanding me and understanding her, I began to realize that was a problem. So now instead of coming home and trying to maximize situations, I'll ask her, you know, honey, what can I do while you're fixing dinner? And more often than not, it's get out of the kitchen, you know, go, go play with the kids. And uh, that has changed our relationship. And I, I don't hold those same expectations and not expect her to do the things the way I do. And right. it's, it's really helped us out. Yeah, that's a beautiful gift that you have been given because both you and Shannon know your talents. Yes. And you've done some of the deeper work. And oh, so yeah. now you really kind of know how to leverage one another and how to extend, you know, grace and mercy when she doesn't do things the way that right. you want to do them. And it's not just in a, a marriage situation. It's in relationships in general. Sure. You know, you can go your whole life thinking that everyone else is a moron. <laughs> And really, I think most people do. That, that's not the case. Sure, there's there's opportunities of stupidity, but it's really because they don't see things the way you see things. Right. And immediately we default to the problems with them. We do. And instead mm-hmm. it's just, no, everyone has a different way of thinking and yeah. how they're wired. And that changes everything when you understand those perspectives. Yeah, it's judgment. It, it, the, knowing other people's talents and really understanding your own, it can suspend judgment. Oh, yeah. And I have to say, Rob, you have become the ultimate strengths nerd. We like to call people who really dive into this and understand it. And you have done an amazing things with StrengthsFinder since you learned about it, what, about a year ago? It was a year ago. I saw a post yeah. on Facebook and uh, man, it was a it was a good milestone. Awesome. Back now, back to your maximizer for a minute. I know sure. that you have, uh, of course, maximized the opportunity of StrengthsFinder and you've actually built your team at work yes. using StrengthsFinder. Tell us how what you did? Well, the team existed because of our relationships, but the tasks that were assigned began to shift based on our strengths. Mm-hmm. And as we continued to build, we realized this was the model we wanted to follow. Right. And so five of my top 10 uh, are in the influencing realm. And so mm-hmm. I know that that is really where I need to be. And so the majority of my time needs to be focused in influencing others to do business with our company. Um, my business partner, Tim, uh, he has five of his top 10 in strategic thinking with number one being strategy. Yeah. 
<laughs> and so uh, I look at this as a dynamic duo as yes. to where I create problems, sales, <laughs> and now he has to figure out solutions and the strategy behind how do we make this fulfillment happen. Sure. And now he does take care of a lot of execution, but it's not his realm. And so now, great, I create problems. He knows how we need to fix them. We need someone to fix them. Yes. And so Jenny on our team, uh, she has uh, execution as her dominant realm, and mm-hmm. uh, she is our get-it-done girl. And right. so it's, it's great to be able to empower people in those areas, and not only empower them where they're strong, but instead of uh, assigning tasks that aren't aligned, find a better suit and say, oh, great, Jenny does not answer the phones. She's very task-oriented, and that's her focus. It's not that she doesn't care about people, but when she's calling somebody, she's focused on the task, not on feelings, not on the person. And so it can come across the wrong way. Yeah. And I'm not going to tell her to try to be that way because it's just not how she's wired. She just doesn't have that intuitive gift of being able to tell what people are feeling because she's a doer. And even if she did, it's not her dominant feel. She's right. getting it done. Her, yes. She's focused on how do I get this done. And right. so the same with Tim. I, at first, you know, he's a co-owner of our business. And I would, I would always feel put out when he didn't want to come to networking events. You know? I'm like, come on, Tim, <laughs> just get out of the cave every once in a while and enjoy yourself. And in reality, he did not enjoy himself Ever. getting out of that cave. His no. world is in his head. And so he needed time and space to have that that thinking, you know, right. to sit and, and work on the project uh, in that capacity. And so I, I don't invite him to networking events anymore. I think anymore. Tim will probably love me forever. <laughs> well, he, he, did, he didn't even want to come to the, the basic workshop. Like it right. took me every every bit of effort to get him there. But once he came, he, he understood it as well, appreciated it. And uh, he's leveraging it. And he says, and now that I've gone to that event, you'll ask me to go to no more. Yes, that's right. And <laughs> you just quit uh, because you know it's like yeah. it frustrates him. Unless and... there are major milestones and him as a company figure needs to be there, he just does not come. Right. It, it's okay. I don't yeah. uh, I don't feel as put out anymore because I understand it. Sure. I'm putting him out by asking him to be in those situations. Right. Now, tell us about your relator. Now, people with relator love deep relationships that you like to go deep with people and you have an inner circle of people and these are your people who you would do anything for how many people have you got in there it's a small circle there's two two there's just two two. people Uh, and it's interesting because uh again you don't realize you're operating in those strengths and when you described it you know tim and i are both at your event sure and you you know you talked what the relator was and you said raise your hand if you think that's you and if you have a story to tell and both Tim and I raised our hand. Uh, we've been best friends since sixth grade. Yes. And so it was not a matter of if, but when are we going to start a business? Right. And so it was just funny that we were in that meeting. And Tim also has relator number two. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then the other person in that circle is obviously my wife. And it's just ironic that we've known each other since we were five years old. Right. And so those deep you had relationships. You marry her. I mean, what were you going to do? Yeah. What else, right? Uh, in my office, uh, the person I've known the least amount of time is Jenny, and I've known her for over 10 years. Wow. And so we have a very tight group, and Jenny also has Relator number one. Sure. And so it's it's not a typical work environment. We don't want to work with coworkers. We want to work with family. We right. want to work with people that we can go to that depth with. And so it's a very delicate ecosystem in our office that we're very cautious about bringing people in that we feel as though may not have our values the sure. way we feel. And we'll hold to the loyalty that we expect them to. Because well, you we're mentioned that this was a problem that you loyal. need a new person in your office, but oh, yeah. you're having to really, really put a lot of thought and intention yes. in it. To well, make what we're sure. finding is that people <laughs> that are very high in the relationship building areas, the nurturers, mm-hmm. 
typically don't have relator as high. Yeah. And uh, we find that they're a bit more promiscuous in their relationships <laughs> than we are. And, and not in a, uh, a wrong way, per se, but more in a... Uh, you know, they, the, they're a little more free with well, their let's, information. Let's say the and, people that have Includer, you know, they, they want to bring people in and our relator says, no, 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 we no. Don't want and them. so we need the Includer. But at the same time, we have to make sure there's a balance. And so sure. it, it can be difficult, but uh, we, we have a very strong loyalty to each other. Now, relators are often accused of being cliquish. I am not going to say that's wrong. And it's not that we intend to be cliquish more than it's a defense mechanism. So it's not that we're trying to be cooler than anyone else, you know, back in the junior high cliques. Mm -hmm. But it's a, it's a defense piece. And so, uh, you know, I have influence as my realm. But uh, when I go to networking events, I'll immediately look for the people I know. Mm -hmm. And even more so, I look for those people that I know and have them talking to someone I don't know. And that's my way of introducing myself to the, the That's next how you, person. you get to new people yes. through people you already know. Exactly. There has to be a, a circle of connection. And sure. if there's no connection, I'm not the person that's going to pick out the lonely person in the room and go introduce myself. Right. It's just not going to happen. Or if there's a group of people that I don't know, I avoid that like the plague. So you really have not just a single, you do have a single deep inner circle, but you also have layers of circles. I believe that you mentioned that, you know, you could sense sort of a layering. You know, you let some people come this close sure. and other people come that close. And The layers really depend on the level of depth mm -hmm. that I can reach with that person. And so uh, I'm a part of a masterminding group. And yes. every week we share very intimate details about our lives and our business. Uh -huh. And so naturally that is a, a very close circle as well. Now, not as close as the inner circle, sure. but these people have been willing to expose themselves in a way that they have trusted me with information and I've trusted them with mm -hmm. information. And so, yeah, there's, there's various layers and it really depends on how deep the other person is willing to go to be in that. Right. And you even have an inner circle that there's really nobody in. It's just you, right? It's, it's the dot in the middle of the, the circle. The dot in the middle. <laughs> and so, sure. I mean, there's there's a lot that goes on even in our own heads that uh, it, it, it never goes anywhere. Yeah. You just, just don't even want to share it with anybody. No. It's you know, there. Whatever it is. It's there. Sure. So uh, you hate how's the weather conversations, I'll bet. Yeah, that's not a good icebreaker. No. It's just, it's it's a fairly obvious statement, you know. I don't uh, think anybody really likes those conversations. Yeah, sometimes it can transition into something else, but more often than not, it's just like, okay, this isn't going anywhere. Sure. Now, you mentioned that you really use your uh, relator in a powerful way in business with your clients. Yes. Uh, the relator not only can be, you know, cliquish. But it can be the opposite because we do want that depth. And so the relator and how I operate with my clientele is I need to know that I'm, I'm helping you. Yes. And so I need to be able to put myself in your shoes and to relate to you. Mm -hmm. And so the relator uh, looks for opportunities to find enough information that I feel as though I'm on the page with you. Right. Am I on the right page with you? And it's uh, I use the combination of both my analytical, which is the number three, and the relator is that I need to collect enough data to know that I can put myself in your shoes. You know, if I know enough information about your circumstances, 
I know how I would feel in that circumstance, and I know what I would be thinking. Now, I don't have empathy, so I'm not going to feel anything for you. No. <laughs> but at least I know enough to know what I would feel. Therefore, I can put myself in your shoes. Sure. Now, speaking of analytical, people who, who, who are analytical love data, love numbers. Oftentimes, they love graphs and spreadsheets and all that geeky kind of stuff. Oh, yeah. But you use it. You use your analytical because you're a, a marketing specialist, and so you use it with your relator in a completely different way. The data you're gathering from your clients may have nothing to do with numbers. Right. It's not a spreadsheet situation. And Mm -hmm. so uh, many people, if they're looking for information, will look for the information they want to hear. And Mm -hmm. so they'll say, you know, which of these three options best fits you type situation. Mm -hmm. And that's going to give you uh, numbers for you to analyze, but it may not give you the information you really need. And so when I sit with somebody and ask these questions to gather information, it is abstract information. And so mm-hmm. there's no chart, there's no graph. It is very specific to them. But then based on that information, we can form a plan. And that plan, when we put it into action, we can then measure that plan success with using numbers. But it starts off very abstract. And then from there, we can use other forms of data that are less abstract. Sure. So earlier, um, I called you a strengths nerd, and that is just so true. And one thing that I find very funny that you have done since the very beginning is you have created a catalog of people's talents. Everybody you meet, you ask yeah. them if they've taken the test, and if they haven't, you make oh, sure yeah. that they get it done. Yeah. And then you catalog that information, and you have your own database that has a I couple do. hundred people in yeah. it. Yeah, it, uh, it's, it started off as just a, a curiosity piece, but the maximizer got a hold of it, and uh, <laughs> it's, it's definitely went full board. But it's, it's interesting. It's not just to catalog to catalog. I feel like that would be more of input, if you will. Yes. But it's uh-huh. this, this is catalog for necessity or for utility. And so um, I'll write this information down knowing that if I come up to a circumstance or something that I uh, can leverage a talent that maybe I'm not gifted in, who do these people, you know, who of these people have that talent? And right. so I can pull back the data I've collected and say, hey, this person has includer. You know, we're all relators. And so I, I need someone that can pull this person from the outside in, how do I do that? Right. And, or you uh, might need somebody to woo yes. people and go do some promoting for yes. you, a lead generator. And so you're, you have the oh, capability yeah. now to go and look up all your woo people. You bet. And so there's so many uh, uses for that. And that, that goes back to that maximizer. How can we be efficient with, with what we're doing? And so if I can pull those people and ask them to help in a way that's uh, lined up with how they're operated. I know I'm going to get a much better result from that rather than asking somebody that may or may not have that that skill set. Yeah, it really, by knowing their talents and then, you know, keeping a record of them, you have the ability to very quickly find who you need to support you in whatever you're doing. So, you know. And not just me. I, you know, I, I sit with other people and sometimes when I do ask the questions and I do get the information, I'll find that I'm not the solution. And now I can point them to say, hey, is there a strategic partnership opportunity with this person? Right. Let me set up a coffee with them and see if this is a better route for you to go. Sure. And so that's that's been a big piece. Uh, I always want to make sure there is a solution, even if it's not me. Mm-hmm. And uh, that helps me achieve that. And we'll talk about that later. Yeah, but that's you're you're trying to maximize the opportunity you have with the client, even oh, if it's yeah. for the client rather, even if it's not you. Yes, that's just smart business. It is. Yeah, and uh, it helps satisfy so many other areas of fulfillment. <laughs> sure, sure. So let's talk about your number four talent, which is communication. And people with communication are great at presenting information 
information. You know, they, they're good with talking and articulating points and so forth, which, of course, you've done quite well here. But you also write. I do. Uh, you know, we are starting a, a new blog that mm-hmm. hopefully will be live uh, by the end of this week called The Insurance Outsider. Oh, wow. And uh, we give uh, helpful information to insurance agents. And it's not all marketing. A lot of it can be just general business consulting. And I've taken that same approach. You know, we have clients that have been in that realm and we ask them, what are the issues that you face in your office? And a good majority of them aren't marketing. And so that's what spurred this idea. And so uh, it's a variation of uh, blog articles, ebooks, uh, video series, podcasts, things of that nature that all involve the communication piece. And uh, and some other things that I, I'm working in, you know, we do stuff with masterminding and uh, putting together videos to help with that even. Right. Uh, we have this Training group, things. We have this so group forth. of people and it's funny because, again, sometimes when you're operating in your strength, you expect everyone else to have that. And so I'll put someone in front of the camera that, you know, they're a key player, but they cannot put two <laughs> oh, sentences no. together to save their lives. And so... Uh, I'll come in as the director, if you will, and help spoon feed them what they need to say. And they're like, man, you say it so good. And then I try to say it. It just doesn't come out. And it's, yeah. it, you know, it's just it's one of those natural pieces that when you've got it, you can really take it for granted and expect too much from other people in those areas. And so, no, I, I really enjoy it. And it's in all aspects. So writing, the video, the podcasting. Uh, there's so many areas that I use that as far as influence, even just the, the communication. Uh, when we do sell marketing, uh, we primarily do digital marketing, which can be very technical. Mm-hmm. And we have a lot of people that uh, if you just talk the technical side, you're going to lose them. And so I've tried to bring on additional sales staff at different points, and I get somebody that knows what they're talking about, and I feel good about it. You know, they're right. you know, super nerdy about the technical side. And like they know it, they can sell it, right? And so I get them in front of a client, and then they can't. No, it just it's the Charlie Brown want 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 want. I have no clue what you said, and so uh, it just didn't pan out. I, I think you, you speak to, two languages. You, you have sp- to communicate that. Yeah, very you well. you speak English, well, and maybe you speak three languages: English, Southern, and then you speak. Techno Greek. You, you can't forget gibberish. I have oh, yeah. <laughs> four children, and so you have to be very fluent in gibberish. That's uh, true. And it's That's a lot true. of fun. So, yes, uh, communication in four languages. <laughs> yeah, there you go. But no, it, it comes out in every way of how we communicate. And to effectively communicate a plan for a client, you, right. you have to lay it out. And you mentioned people that want you it in different a, ways. Paint a picture. Yeah, you have to paint people. the picture. And uh, again, going back to that analytical relator, I can look at how that client is and know if they're a numbers person. I need to communicate that in numbers. If, mm-hmm. if they're not a numbers person, you're going to dumb need, it down. <laughs> I have to paint the picture of what this is going to look like for them using pretty colors. You right. know? And so uh, communication has that ability. And I, I do enjoy it because the picture will change based on who I'm communicating to. Sure. And uh, it's it's always a fun task. I enjoy it. Well, that's a wonderful gift that you have. And you have the, the ability because of how you're otherwise gifted to yeah. shift between these languages. Yes. You know, as you say, you go home and you're speaking gibberish because you have little people at home. But, you know, being able to talk to clients about really highly technical information is not easy, as you have found. Oh, it's easy. It's It's easy for you. No, it's easy for them to even talk technical. It's hard for them to get the person to understand. Yes. And that's the key. Communication is not about just speaking. It's about communicating a message. And you really have to make sure that the other person gets it. Right. Not just you saying words. That's right. Makes a big difference. Sure. Now, um, your final talent is achiever. And you are a busy, busy bee, aren't you? 
Well, yeah, I've been uh, married for 11 years this month. I've got four kids, a uh, business, and yeah, it, it spills over into every area of my life. It, it has does. to, uh, I have to achieve. Yes, you do. You have to achieve. But you love being busy and productive. I do. And, uh, you know, it's one of those things that uh, I hear people complain about sometimes, you know, and I'm just like, I can't complain about being busy. I truly enjoy being busy. Mm-hmm. Uh, well, it's really productive. You really enjoy yes. achieving things. If I feel like I'm spinning my wheels and things aren't getting done, that's a very frustrating day for the achiever. But uh, for instance, I was talking with my business partner and you know, his hobby, uh, he loves gaming, and mm-hmm. like tabletop gaming and strategy is his realm. So that's where he loves to hang out. And yeah. so for me, I was thinking, you know, I'm sure there's things I like to do, but uh, running this business is my hobby, and it's because there's so much to achieve. And so I typically get in the office at 7 o'clock every morning. Sure. And I don't come home till, you know, I, I've tried to cut it off at 5, but I could very easily stay till 7, 8 o'clock in the evening w- without even blinking because it is my hobby to achieve. Yes. And it shows up everywhere. So on vacations, you know, there's there's an itinerary of what we need to accomplish, and it needs to get checked off the list. And my wife is wired the opposite she has achiever 34 and so she's like let's just let things lie you know let's it's a vacation let's be spontaneous time and at the pool here? relax and i'm just like no oh, there's so much to do we've got to get this done and you know i want to get bang for buck and yeah. da 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 yeah I, I can go overboard with that very quickly but uh i have a feeling shannon needed a vacation after your vacation yeah um <laughs> and what made it worse is you know jenny on our team uh, that's Tim's wife. And yes. so we took a company vacation, husband and wives. Yes. And Jenny has achiever number three. Oh, my. And so she also had everything planned out. And so me and Jenny are the ones saying, come on. And <laughs> Tim and Shannon are like, oh, geez, you guys got to be kidding me. You know, <laughs> we, we definitely have the yin and yang when it comes to achievers in our, our marriages. And it's hilarious. That's funny. But yeah, we've, we've got to be getting stuff done. And uh, the problem that I see with that is if I feel like I'm having an unproductive day, I will throw stuff out uh, It's just junk. It's junk. It's stuff that I can easily check off my list and feel good about getting done. Sure. And uh, you really have to pay attention to that being an achiever and not focus your achievements on things that aren't helping you move the needle. You know, if it's just a nonproductive task, you got it done. Well, one thing you mentioned was that when you have to talk on the phone for long lengths of time, that you just cannot sit there. No. You have to be productive. And so tell us Well, the conversation's happening. And so, yes, I'm getting that done, but it doesn't feel like I'm getting something done. It feels like I'm... I'm not achieving. Yes. Uh, you don't achieve a conversation. Right. It just doesn't sound right. And so uh, I'll find that my my office is the cleanest when I'm doing phone <laughs> calls because I'm cleaning the office. I'm taking out the trash. I yeah. I pace. You know, and so I'm, I'm I'm continually moving in those areas. And uh, yeah, my my business partner thinks it's hilarious, and so does my wife. She's like. If I want you to do laundry, I just need to get you on a long phone call. <laughs> there you, you know? go. And now I'm folding laundry in the living room. I'm like, wait, what am I doing? <laughs> I'm getting stuff done. <laughs> that's Shannon. She's a smart chick. Oh, that's oh, funny. That's funny. Now, um, achievers like to keep their little lists, and you have your list too. But what? tell us what happens to your list. I do it very differently. Uh, what I found is if you just have a perpetual list, mm-hmm. uh, it doesn't mean it's going to get done. And something that I've, I've read is that the most successful people don't have to-do lists. They have a full calendar. Mm-hmm. And so if it's something that needs to get done, I immediately put it on the calendar. Right. And so at that point, not only is it on a list to get done, it's already been assigned a time to be worked on. Sure. And it will get accomplished. Well, so that's really what you're doing. You do still have an achiever list. Yes. It just gets put 
it's planned. Yes. Well, that, that's the difference between my list and my wife's list. Yeah. So I come home and she just has a notepad of all of this scribbled stuff. And I said, so what are you going to do with that? Yeah, right. And uh, it's the same scribbled list every other day or so with a few things checked off here and there. Sure. And so I, I've tried to help her. But again, Achiever 34, we, we, we've created strategic partnerships to get stuff done now. There you go. Uh, on some of those. But it uh, like, let's put it on the calendar. When are we going to work on this? And it really does help get things mm-hmm. done. Now, you happen to have already opened up all 34 of your talents because yes. you mentioned a, f- uh, a few times. So the analytical is us- not going to let that go and not get the full 34. We've got to have the data. <laughs> that's right? right. That's right. So what? tell us what your, uh, your 6 through 10 are. Number six is the arranger. Yes, because um, I hear the efficiency oh, and yeah. the planning. The arranger and, and the maximizer work very close together. Mm-hmm. Uh, number seven is activator. And that's the movement you yes. have to have. And that works very well with the achiever. So not only can I get things started, but they're going to get done. Yes, so they are. I've found that most people with the activator that don't have achiever have a lot of loose ends. Yeah, we leave a trail. Yeah. Uh, let's just say a trail. Well, <laughs> well I'm going to say my wife because she has activator eight. Achiever 34. Yes. And there is a trail. I'm, I'm kind of like Shannon. Oh, yeah. I'm just going to tell you. There, there's a trail. And I love her. I I, I think it's great because we found that partnership because I help her achieve. Yes. And uh, so that's my seven. Uh, eight is command. Uh-huh. And so I will jump in and take charge in situations. Uh, nine is significance. Yes. And then 10 is ideation. So in your top 10, you mentioned, you keep mentioning influencer because that's really who you are. You're an influencer. And what um, a lot of people don't realize is that the talents can actually be divided into four quadrants or or domains. And influencer is one of them, which we call promoters. And then we have um, executors, which are... The doers. uh, Yeah, yeah, those are doers. And relationship builders, we call them nurturers because that's what they love to do. And then uh, where am I missing? Strategic thinking. Oh, yeah. Yes. And those are uh, people who just think like Tim, your partner. Yeah, Yeah, so you really are dominant in influencing because of how your talents are arranged and and how you operate in them. Yes, and uh, it's great to have, you know, you've got a combination of a few things, but knowing where your focus is is important. And that's where, like I was, uh, I told you earlier, is, you know, once a month we sit together and we talk about the tasks on our plate mm-hmm. as a company. And so we say, great, here's everything that's on my list that needs to be done. And then we assign it that quadrant. You right. know, is this something an influencer should be doing? Is this something a promoter does? Or is this something that execution, you know, these yeah. are the doers. How can we? And so when I create that list, you know, the majority of my time needs to be spent as an influencer. If yes. not, that's not productive time. That's right. And oh, and we, your our, achiever would be wigged out, wouldn't it? Oh, and the maximizer. This is, this is unacceptable. <laughs> right. It's inefficient. And so uh, at that point, what we do is we begin to shift responsibilities mm-hmm. based on where our strengths lie in those realms. And so if I have big projects that are going to take some more planning, I'll pull Tim in and say, hey, can you take this piece? Let's spearhead this piece so that I can focus here. And same with Jenny. If I've got a lot of things that just need to get done, uh, I'll pass those on to Jenny. And likewise, you know, Jenny's like, hey, I've been writing a couple of articles for this client. I need some feedback. Can you make a phone call and get this done? You know, I'm the influencer. She's task oriented. So I'll take that phone call off her plate uh, and things of that nature. So it's uh, it works as a much more efficient system. Yes, uh, working which like makes that. your arranger very happy. You're all about very efficiency. Very happy. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Well, I am so glad that you came by the studio today to fill us in. And it is amazing 
what you have done with the talents and how far you've taken them in your own business and in your family and all over your life, really. It's everywhere. I know. So tell us how we can reach you if anybody wants to plug into you. Sure. Uh, Marketing2.0.com mm-hmm. is our site, and the point is spelt out. So marketing, the number two, P-O-I-N-T, zero.com. Okay. It's going to be going through some... Uh, uh, changes over here in the next few months, but you'll still be able to reach us there. We have a, a marketing uh, firm up in Edmond uh, off of Western uh, Memorial, just okay. north of Memorial there. But checking out the website, you'll get all of our information. It's the easiest way to get a hold awesome. of us. Awesome. Well, thanks so much for joining us. And again, this is Rhonda Boyle with Activate Your Strengths, and you can find us at ActivateYourStrengths.com. We're also on Facebook at Activate Your Strengths. You can also find us on Twitter under the handle of Activate Strong, and we are occasionally on Periscope. I'm still trying to figure out that technology, but we're at Activate Me over there. And so we would love to uh, connect with you. If you're interested in taking StrengthsFinder deeper, then come join us at one of our free workshops. That's the first step in our process. And, and I'm going gonna, gonna to interrupt you. You got this whole yeah. thing planned out, but I'm just going to tell you real quick. If you're a skeptic, go. I was a yeah. skeptic and it has changed my life and business. So I'm just encouraging you. It's a free workshop. Go to it. <laughs> there you go. Thank you so much. We would love to have you. And thanks for joining us today and go and live in your strengths. Bye-bye. Activate Your Strengths with Rhonda Boyle is a presentation of Oklahoma Talking Company. Learn more and listen to other great programs at oklahomatalking.co. This has been a production of Destiny Creative.